I'm setting my own clock. Communist Party of China. Red flags are everywhere. You will be held accountable. We're not Chinese owned. They are not going to stop. They're not going to stop. Oh, uh, this is not a dumb deal. If the door is that way. Thank the board for bringing us together. And now the act you've all been waiting for. Professional picketers. And if you don't like it, there's the door. Hello and welcome to The Long Report. I'm Chris Long, the host, and uh, I'm doing this show kind of because this is ground zero. Ground zero for how we recalled an entire township board. We're fighting a large corporation owned by China moving into the area. There's the 2024 presidential election, which this is going to be one of the hot topics of of selling rural land to China and other foreign entities. Then you have the whole EV, solar, and wind thing that Whitmer wants to do. And there's a lot of other topics that I just can't talk about on the radio or get into as much depth. And then you have the internet situation here in Green Township and the uh, commissioner elections next year and other elections that we need to cover. and. And so that's kind of what the long report is going to be about. And so for the first episode, I have the catalyst, Lori Brock, with us, because if it wasn't for her, this whole thing, we wouldn't really know about it. And so, Lori, uh, why don't you you tell us a little bit more about yourself? I know a lot of people know you as the the no-goshen lady. You're all over the, the news and, and the radio, and, and you've been everywhere. Some people know you as the leader of the Pretty Pony Gang. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where are you? Did you grow up here? I did not. Um, first off, I wanted to tell you thank you for having me on. I feel honored to be uh, your first guest. Yes. I, uh, it's an honor for me, and um, telling the story is kind of a, a bittersweet thing. I you just know? think no better guest than to have the catalyst on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, and I, I grew up in Cass City, Michigan, which is in the Thumb area. Oh, I'm from Lapeer. It's that's I don't know, maybe 45 minutes away. Right, right. Yep. Came up here. Um, actually, I was going to school at U of M and didn't like it there. And uh, it was a little bit too much city for me. I'm a country girl. And came to Big Rapids and felt like this was my home. So uh, when I was little, probably 18 and a half years old, I moved here and uh, started selling real estate. I did the welcome wagon, had my horse farm. And that's something that we've started way back in the day. So I've been here for quite a while. Wow. So what year would you say that was that you moved up here? Probably 80, 1984, okay. 1985, somewhere in there. I've had real estate companies in Big Rapids since, man, probably um, since I was probably 25, 26 years old. Oh, wow. So I've had a real estate company or worked for real estate companies all that time. Um I did live in Leroy for a, a, a few years, but then moved back to Big Rapids and have been here ever since um, I started building this farm. So with the whole Goshen thing, when did you get involved? It was a strange event. Um, I came home from work one day, checked my mailbox, and there was a, a letter from, I don't know who it was. Someone left a note that said, Lori, you better get to the township meeting tonight. It's important. And no one has ever done that. To this day, I still don't know who left me that note. That's interesting because I also, I came home and I, I rarely ever go to my mailbox. I go to my mailbox probably once a week, maybe, maybe every two weeks sometimes. And so anyway, I came home 
It was on, I don't remember what, what day it was. Well, it would have be to be March, March 15th. Yeah, it would yep. be March 15th. Uh, it was a Tuesday. I came home and just so happened to stop at my mailbox. And inside that mailbox, and it was about 6.30 at night, I had just got home. And in the mailbox was this white piece of paper. I don't even think it had like a mailing address on it. I think it was just put in my mailbox. Yeah. And it said, uh, you need to go to the township hall meeting. And it talked about uh, Goshen slightly. I think it did. I'm pretty sure it had something to do. It said Goshen on it. But it said, you need to go to the township hall tonight at 7 o'clock. And I'm like, well, it's a half hour away. I'll go let the dog out and, and I'll hop back in the car and head over there. And I did. And there were so many vehicles. The overflow into the stone hatchery, there was that many vehicles. I'd never seen that many vehicles. at the, They were lined up on the road all the way down to Mr. C's. Yep, yep. And I was shocked by that because normally very few people show up for these township meetings. And yep. so we figured it had to be something big that was going on. And then once they got involved in it, I was absolutely flabbergasted. I could not believe that our township leaders would put our community at risk like they were. Absolutely. And yeah. with absolutely no regard to any of our feelings. And they just sat there very smugly, taking it all in like they could care less what the community thought about this big monstrosity coming to our community. They couldn't answer questions. We, you know, we tried to ask questions about stuff. They they're very night were very evasive about the um about the questions. I just didn't feel like when we walked away, I felt like we had been bulldozed yeah. and that none of us knew what was going on and they were smug and they just brought this thing in and and they they weren't going to have any public opinion and they didn't care about public opinion. And from that moment on, I said, we have to learn a lot more about this because this is horrible. Yeah. So everybody that was there, I would say they were all against it. There was only one individual just that I one. can recall, uh, but he was like, oh, well, we need to uh, uh, trust our leaders. I don't know anything about it, but we need to trust our leaders. And it's like, uh, first of all, I know who those people are, and I don't trust them as far as I can throw them, okay? My I, thoughts exactly. Exactly. And, and, and a lot of people, for some reason, have trusted them for years. I don't know if it's because they're they grew up with them or they've known them or they were neighbors or grandma and grandpa went to church with so and so's mother for so many years and they think they're good people but no i mean i was dealing with these people five years ago and i knew there was something up then and when i saw what was going on I'm like yep this is just going to be a, a repeat of what i saw five years ago um they they don't think that they have to report to anyone. Uh, since um, election, we don't have to deal with them anymore, so that's that's good. Thank God for that. What do you think he's going to be doing? You know, I don't know. I If it was me, I'd be hanging my head in shame and <laughs> getting out of town. I mean, because obviously the community does not like him. I mean, he would come to the the meetings wearing a, a vest, yeah. a, a bulletproof vest, yeah. which I thought was ridiculous because yeah. it's like... If you're that scared to come to a meeting and you have to wear a bulletproof vest, then you're not doing something right. And one of the guys stood up and said that, and I was so proud of him. For sure. Um, well, uh, actually, we have a, a, another guest. Hello, Tanya. What's up? Hey, you're on The Long Report with uh, Lori and I right now, live. Hi, Tanya. Hey, Lori. What's up, Chickapoo? <laughs> 
Uh, so, uh, Tanya, we're just talking about Chapman. And what do you think he's going to be doing now that he's not at the fire department or at the township? Oh, Lord. Some might say that he could become a dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this ain't the radio, but I'm not going to have that on my show. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> honestly he isn't gonna be doing anything because in his mind he done nothing wrong right yeah right people that are narcissistic control free they they don't ever see that they've done anything wrong it's for a pity party yeah, yeah. Definitely. He's, he's definitely out there trying to gain sympathy for, for what he's done. Um, just once I wish he would take ownership for the fact that he threatened people. I mean, like Lisa Tolls telling her that he would, um, that, you know, if she kept running her mouth about Goshen, she could disappear like Jimmy Hoffa. That's crazy. What he did to the, uh, the Allers family, you know, that gal was came here and talked out of her, her heart to tell us how bad the conditions were at, at, at these, you know, these plants. At LG. Yeah. And she was telling us from her heart how bad it was. And he and Chapman made a big point to say she was a plant and she was unbelievable. That's just so disrespectful to your constituents in your community and the way he lied about everybody and then made fun of people. And, you know, get out. That's the door. Blah, blah, blah. You know, he doesn't feel there's anything wrong, but there's so much wrong with that type of leadership. That's not leadership. That's bullying people. Yes, exactly. He, he, he built his own little kingdom. He did that in 20. He was trying to do that in 2018 when he tried to change the fire department contract with Green Township from the city of Big Rapids to his fire department in Big Rapids Township, right. which is two miles to the south. And I don't understand why he was trying to do it. All I can assume that he what he was trying to do. It. So it's fine if they can support the city in situations, but they can't be the main one. No. So. No. Anyway, anything else, Tanya? Yeah. He always wanted to make me look crazy, make Lori look like she's done lost her mind. Yeah. Well, he did that before in 2018 when I was going to the township board meetings. He he tried to make me look like a fool, told everyone I was crazy and all this other so, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. I, when he started doing it to uh, you guys here, I was like, oh, well, same show, different day. Right. Um, it's, it's just a point where he's gotten away with it for so long, as well as some of the other people there, that I think it was just common common um, day-to-day current occurrence for them just to bully people, shut them down, make them look stupid so they would stop questioning him because he wanted a free reign over this whole township and he didn't want anybody questioning him. And he wasn't going to answer the questions, just like the whole good old boy thing. Yeah. You know, when you don't bid out bid out jobs and you just give it to your friends, that's just wrong. I mean, when when you question him about it, he would just shut you down. Um, thank God we're in we've got different people involved now. Oh, but there absolutely. were so many things that I mean, you could go on for hours and hours about the bad bad decisions that he made. Well, let's, he tried telling everyone that the the lift station thing is is uh, needs to be repaired, and uh, we're, we don't have any money, and we need Goshen to come in because we got to buy a new sewer system. Five years ago, I was at a meeting in 2018 where Chapman uh, said to everybody after doing a analysis or an inspection of the 
the sewer system, that there was nothing wrong. It was it was in great condition is what the report said. And how did it go from being fine five years ago to ultimately needing to be repaired? You know, I, I, I don't know that I trust anything. I think I think the new board's going to have to go ahead and redo everything because I don't know what you can trust and what you can't trust anymore yeah. because I've found them lying so many times. I mean, between um, Chapman and Chuck Thielen, the lies are on top of the lies over and over and over. And so who knows what the truth really is, honestly. Yeah. When, uh, Tanya, when did you first find out about this whole Goshen thing? Because Lori and I both received a letter in the mail March 15th, a white letter. It had no address labels on it. It just said, go to the Township Hall. On uh, It just so happened to be that day at 7 p.m. for the March 15th meeting. When did you find out? March 15th. You got the letter as well? Yes. So Lori and I are trying to figure out who sent that letter because still up to, still today, we still don't know who sent that letter. No one's come forward. And honestly, we would love to thank them because without them putting those, those letters in our mailbox or whatever, we would have never known about this. They kept it so quiet. They had all their NDAs signed and nobody knew anything about this. But whoever it was that put it in our mailbox, you know, they need a huge thank you. And we don't know who it is, but... Do you know who did it, Tanya? I don't. Um, I wish I did know. I know that that same day, Lori had reached out to me and she's like, did you get this? And I'm like, yeah, what the hell's going on? She's like, I don't know. And me and her had a great big discussion about it. You know, we were both freaked out, of course. And she's like, are you going tonight? I'm like, absolutely. And from there... To this day, I have no idea who this individual is. I wish I did. I know, me too. Um, we owe him a lot because honestly, you know, and we have to take responsibility for this ourselves as well because we were very lackadaisical about going to township meetings. We didn't really go. I hadn't been to a township meeting in years, to be honest. And this goes to show you that if you're not involved, how bad things can get very, very quickly. And the corruption oh, no. and everything else that can happen if if the people are just running, you know, with no with nobody doing any checks and balances, and thank God that you know this you know it's it's a bad thing that this came here, but I tell you what, it brought our community together. Oh, absolutely! I've met so many people that I never knew, and I've been here for forty years. Oh, I didn't I've know been here seven years, and I I've met more people in the last six months than the seven years. I mean, I met yeah. you, I met I Tanya, I met. Everybody that I know now. Right. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, Lori and I, we, God, Lori, what? We go back over 30 years. Yeah. How did you um, two first meet? I know Tanya from way back because when I was uh, young, I used to ride horses and, and uh, I didn't have a lot of money. So I would race horses and and, uh, and take them riding and whatnot. And we'd bet money on, on uh, if you could win. And Tanya had a horse that was the fastest horse that I'd ever seen. And I ended up buying it from her. And she let me have that mare and I rode her and she paid for a lot of my college education. I'll tell you that. I I drove her, I rode her all over the state. And uh, I don't know if I was ever beat, to be honest. She was that fast. Wow. But yeah, that was way back in the day. And we've had horses and a love of animals that has, uh, has been a long time, huh, Tanya? Oh, yes. I mean, Lori and I, I remember when um, Lori bred cotton, well, Bailey. She was my cotton and her Bailey. 
And um, she bred that mare and she gave birth to the most beautiful foal. And Lori always let me go over there. And I never referred to her as Bailey. (laughs) I would go over there and I would just say, hey, Cotton. And she would come just a barrel to me. And she would just show her baby off to me and let me play with it. And um, so that I was always so appreciative that Lori would let me do that. I also got the pleasure of taking my mom over to see Cotton and Cotton's baby. And my mom was just in heaven to not just see um, a mare that I raised and broke out and everything, but the rest of Lori's horses and all her babies at that time. And yes, Lori and I had a blast. And honestly, Lori, there was no other mare or gelding or stallion that could out beat that mare. Her her dad is um, Cotton Bull, who was a worldwide champion on the racetrack. We're going to have to let you go, Tanya. It sounds like you got a lot going on, so we're going to have to hang up. We'll call you back later some other time. <laughs> Poor Tanya and her dogs. <laughs> And you slammed that phone down right in my gracious ear. <laughs> Go, Tanya. You're, oh, my God. Your video clips are, or your audio clips are amazing for us. Their <laughs> little dogs had a lot to say. Oh, she has too much going on. Anyway, well, I think this has been a good ep- first episode of, uh, what's the name of the show? Oh, <laughs> The, the Long, Long Report. Report. All right. (laughs) Well, that's been a good first show. We'll see you uh, in the next show. See ya. Bye-bye. This we call collaborating evidence. They are not gonna stop. They're not gonna stop. They're not going to stop until they uncover every lie, every deception, every legal, every web, every immoral action. They are not going to stop. They're not going to stop. Sir, if you are disorderly, the door is that way. I explained that last month. There's the door. Thank the board for bringing us together.